This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. You'll uh, you'll be glad you did. And uh, you can communicate with us and share with us. You can overshare if you want. The uh, Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. That number is 806-771-0973. Uh, elsewhere in college baseball today, uh, affecting uh, Big 12 schools, Arkansas and TCU potentially will play two because they had a game rained out on Saturday. And so Arkansas, the three seed, taking on TCU. Uh, the first game is at two, our time, and then the second, if necessary, would be at uh, eight o'clock uh, tonight. Texas has advanced to a super regional. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia all eliminated uh, over the weekend. Jamie, which which one surprised you the most that got uh, eliminated the either the quickest or just at all? Well, Oklahoma State. I mean, they're yeah. hosting a regional. They went zero and two, losing to to two mid majors. You know, Chuck Hines says these Power Five schools should never <laughs> lose to mid majors. So they did it back to back days in their home stadium. Yeah, uh, man, that had to be really frustrating. That had to be no, no, uh... and and get pounded, get pounded, and they get pounded eighteen to four in the second one. Yeah, uh, they lose to Oral Roberts on Friday six to four, and um, I watched uh, quite a bit of that Oklahoma State Kentucky game, or excuse me, Oklahoma State uh, Dallas Baptist game eighteen to four. Yeah, uh, man, like you said, yeah. just 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 got absolutely pummeled. Um, I watched some of the Kentucky play over the weekend as well, too. I don't, I was just kind of what was, what was on, uh, Texas, uh, advancing that I don't know that that surprised you. Maybe it surprised you in the manner in which it happened with them winning three. I, I picked them to win the regional. I thought, I thought that was a good spot for them. And, and I mean, even yesterday's game, they got behind three zero, but they, they came back nicely and just, I mean, next thing you know, they're up nine to three. They, uh, they, they pitched it well, and their offense was really good this weekend as well. So tip of the cap to the Longhorns, who are definitely a team. I give David Pierce some credit. He, he seems like they find to uh, find a way to get right at the end of the season when it matters most. What do you make of uh, of TCU and, and Arkansas, Jamie, today? Not a, an impressive performance for, for the Horned Frogs to take that first game against Arkansas yesterday. Yeah. 20 to five, obviously the day that Trey Richardson had with three homers and 11 driven in was, was massive. Two grand um, slams too. Single per- yeah. And back to back innings. One of the greatest performances in the history of college baseball postseason. Uh, that was impressive. And um, it won't be easy for the, for the frogs today against Arkansas, but I, I, you know, they got two shots at it. So I would, I would definitely pick TCU to win. That's another team that with no question is playing their best baseball right now. And another team that uh, that could find themselves uh, in Omaha, uh, you could have uh, you could have well, still potentially have have three that remain um, with uh, Texas Tech playing Florida. I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta win today and then see what happens with uh, 
you're matched up with South Carolina. Is that correct? That that would be next for the Red Raiders? Yes. Yes, I believe that to be true. I, I realize you probably haven't asked this question, but I, I'm not sure how far you are away from where that series is. But is that is that one of those deals where you, you guys potentially would stay on the road this week if uh, if they win today? I do not know the answer to that question, and no, I do not ask those questions. No, I, I, I know, I know. I, I don't, count, I don't count any chickens. No, I, I know, I know you don't, and that's probably it's bad juju to do that. Um, so I just didn't know if you had had any yeah, had any uh, thought on that or anything like that. But I figured, I figured yeah, that you I, did. I'm sure it's possible, um, but I'm not really certain. I'm, I'm not really certain. Okay. Well, uh, not that we don't like you, but we don't hope if that's the case, we hope we don't see you for a few days. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go by and pet your dog for you. If that, if, if, well, if you would, if you, if you need, if you needed that yeah. kind of assistance. Yeah. Dude, I, I enjoy chatting with you guys on zoom, but I, I do actually like to see my family. And person, we knew so. that. Yeah. We, we, we know yeah. it's not, we know it's not about, we know it's not about us, yeah. Jamie. We, 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 uh, we're certainly uh, aware of that. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, and his dad was was here on Saturday on uh, on Thetford Nashby and and talked about how Zach Kitley was uh, out recruiting, but he was involved in uh, quite the scary uh, car accident on Saturday. And uh, he he made a post on uh, social media just to 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 go through it. He was able to walk away. Uh, but goodness gracious, um, he, uh, he got hit by an 18 wheeler going 60 plus miles per hour in the, uh, in the Dallas area. Um, I don't know if he just, just was sore or whatnot, but he should, posted a picture of his, of his car. And he, he basically said, I'm not a big, huge social media guy other than what I do for my job. I felt like I needed to say this because I felt like I'd help others in the long run. Yesterday, I almost lost my life. For whatever reason, God decided to give me more life and keep me unscathed after getting hit by an 18-wheeler going 60 miles an hour plus. Uh, the point was to hug your family and put your seatbelt on uh, from uh, Coach Kitley. So, man, certainly glad that uh, he is uh, safe and, and with us and and survived. And uh, cars can always be replaced. But uh, goodness gracious, that's a scary, scary situation. It just kind of goes to show you how how precious uh life is when you when you probably have that happen to you first firsthand so he's uh was in the dallas area for a couple of football camps is uh what's going on there and meanwhile the other coach kitley is uh worried about filling lanes uh later this week uh for the uh national track meet that the uh, red raiders will be participating in kind of feels like uh, basically what he said on on uh, saturday jamie was he'll know on wednesday what kind of a shot they have or even Thursday, uh, I guess th- Thursday too, by, the, by how many lanes they fill uh, over those first couple of days uh, as it takes them to uh, to the meet uh, in the finals uh, over the weekend. So they're looking for uh, another track championship, national championship on the outdoor side. And uh, good luck to the Red Raiders. As, uh, they have a chance, uh, but as Coach Kitley said, they're going to have to fill some lanes. Um, how about... How about the Texas Rangers, Jamie? They swept over the weekend the um, Seattle Mariners, and they just keep they just keep rolling. I mean, just absolutely keep rolling. Yeah. And uh, man, it just uh, they have figured out a way to do it. Um, 
They're off to their best start. It's called offense and defense, Chuck. That's what happens when you do those things in baseball. Uh, the uh, Dallas Morning News had an article this morning, and they used the word relentless. Uh, apparently, that was a word that Chris Woodward would use as what he wanted for his offense to do. Um, but that's exactly what it is right now. Uh, the Red, the Rangers, after 58 games, are 38 and 20. It's their best record by two full games in their history. Uh, the offense has scored 376 runs, the most in franchise history at this point, and the 11th most by any team in the last 100 years. How crazy is that? Nice. <laughs> Just absolutely crazy. Uh, and the other thing for Bruce Bochy, he now is uh, he now is 10th all time uh, for managerial wins uh, for a career. Uh, with the win on Sunday, he's now passed uh, Walter Alston, who managed the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers uh, for 25 years, roughly. And um, he was a guy that famously had a series of one-year contracts. That's basically all the, the Dodgers would put him on. Uh, but he's won 2,041. And it was significant to Bochi because he said, Walter Alston, this is a guy I saw in spring training when I lived in Melbourne when he was managing the Dodgers. He goes, I skipped school to watch the Dodgers. Fans would leave their seats behind the dugout, and we would we would get kicked out. He goes, I revere him so much. It's humbling to be with this club and for this to happen. I told the players I appreciate them and how much fun I'm having. I think the team is having fun as well. So, I mean, when you kind of look at the list of who he's behind now, uh, it includes Tony La Russa, Connie Mack, John McGraw, Bobby Cox, Joe Torrey, Sparky Anderson, uh, Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is ninth all time, but uh, impressive uh, that uh, Bruce Bochy is now uh, amongst that list. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is uh, June the 5th. 2023 and with this day in sports history here is jeff mcguire yeah i'm gonna start back in 1911 because red sox joe wood strikes out three pinch hitters in the ninth for a five to four win wow how about that Mm -hmm. 1948 phillies richie ashburn sets a national league rookie consecutive hit streak at 23 games Hmm. Josh Young got to 14 this year, so we'll see if he can get that started after his three-hit performance last night. 1955, New York Yankee Mickey Mantle hits a 550-foot home run off of Chicago's Billy Pierce. Tape measure. 550. 550. Yikes. <laughs> Tape measure home run. Uh, <clears throat> yardstick, maybe uh, a mile tracker at 550. 1981, Astros' Nolan Ryan passed his early win as an all-time walk leader with 1,777 free passes. This is right before the baseball strike of 81, too. Pretty close, yeah. 1986, San Diego Padres' Steve Garvey is ejected for the very first time in his 16-year Major League Baseball career for arguing about Atlanta's triple play. And in 2014, with the first pick in the Major League Baseball draft by the Houston Astros, Mm. 
They select uh, Cathedral Catholic High School pitcher Brady Aiken. Because he's done so well for the Astros. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the, the shoe to drop. Thank you. I'm glad that uh, Jamie's here today so that he can truly <clears throat> celebrate what today is. Yeah. National Ketchup Day. Oh. Nice. Very nice. Do you travel with ketchup just in case there's not any? That's, that's some right here. No, I don't. No, I don't travel with it. You know, most fast food places, they, most restaurants, they have it. Wow. I don't really need to bring it with me. But you had some with you. Well, it's leftover from last night. Or I don't know, a couple of days ago, probably. For those of you not watching on uh, FNN this morning, Jamie holds up the big uh, thing of ketchup yeah. as. Uh, Chuck was asking the question. He had it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys got this on Friday or not, but did you guys get Zaire Smith his birthday yesterday? I did not. Well, he's 24 and a day today. Okay. So uh, happy mm-hmm. birthday, former Red Raider basketball player. Today, however, Mark Wahlberg, 52. Brian McKnight, 54. Ron Livingston is 56. Sam Darnold, 26. Tori Holt, 47, and Robinson Torinos is 39. And on this day, shortly after midnight, June 5th, 1968, Senator Robert Kennedy is shot at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles after winning the California presidential primary. Immediately after he announced to his cheering supporters that the country was ready to end its fractious divisions, Kennedy was shot several times by 24-year-old Palestinian Sirhan Sirhan, he was pronounced dead a day later on June 6th in 1968. And yeah. that is this day in sports history. I would tell you, I was uh, seven years old when that happened. And I, I remember that uh, night or the next day <clears throat> because it, it happened, you know, in, in Los Angeles. So it's Pacific time. But that, of the of, of breaking news or of news events where you're like, okay, I remember where I was. I remember, that's the first of those that I remember. Um, Too young for uh, the Kennedy assassination, too young for Apollo 1 um, by just a little bit. But I remember the night that uh, RFK uh, was was gunned down. Rosie Greer, uh, the uh, NFL player, um, and Rafer Johnson, the gold gold medalist, were among those in the kitchen uh, that night. At the uh, at the hotel, as they were kind of walking him through, after he, I mean, he'd just given his speech, he just said, "Hey, we won California. It's on to wherever," and uh, goes into the kitchen, and there's Sirhan Sirhan, who's about to be paroled. Um, some of Kennedy's children are are on with that, and some are not. Uh, but Sirhan Sirhan is potentially going to be be paroled. He's still been in uh, prison, and there's still some question about that. Uh, assassination as well so that's a really sad day 650 this morning here on the morning drive by the way the uh, major league baseball strike of 1981 began on june the 12th so it was a week before the uh a week the ryan accomplishment was a week before the uh cancellation of basically 38 percent of the uh, baseball schedule and just kind of ruined the summer of of 1981 for those that remember that uh 650 this morning here on the morning drive looks like uh the uh, yates flooring center chat line is still wide open for you so hit us up there at uh, double t973.com somebody says this 
I know everyone is disappointed with the game yesterday. Let's not forget about how great we were in Friday and Saturday's games, no doubt. Uh, very proud of the Red Raiders and looking forward to today's game. Reckon. How about Gavin Cash on Saturday night? A couple of home runs, Jamie. He was, it was nice to see his uh, bat get alive a little bit. Man, you needed him to, to you know, be the Gavin Cash that you had throughout most of the season. It's been a struggle uh, of late, but he looks to be going uh, going in the right direction again. Got another hit yesterday, so that was that was the key to Saturday, no doubt. And and if you come away with this regional win somehow today, then you're you're gonna you're gonna look back at Saturday's performance from Gavin and say that was a big part of it. You have any um, sense for what today will be like and terms of high scoring game low scoring game is it you know the team that plays the cleanest wins what what's kind of going through your mind along those lines um you know probably i guess i wouldn't expect it to be super low scoring i also don't just because i think both teams are talented enough i don't think it's going to be 16 to 14 or anything like that either um, I, I do think three pass, free passes are always massive in college baseball. Um, you see the innings when the Red Raiders give up big numbers. It's usually there's a big number of free passes uh, in those innings, and that was the case yesterday, mm-hmm. both the, the fourth and the ninth. And those were the two innings that Florida scored. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think the walks and the hit by pitches and all that and the errors they're 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 big. So you got you got to be able to control that. Uh, eight walks issued by Red Raider pitchers last night, <clears throat> including uh, four by Damian Bravo and uh, two by Jace Lopez that, like Jamie said, came back to haunt you. Red Raiders didn't walk at all last night. Do you think we might see a little bit more patience at the plate today or encouragement to be a little bit more patient at the plate today, Jamie? I, I don't think it was a situation where you weren't patient. I think their guy was pounding, pounding the strike zone. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the Red Raiders were, you know, chasing a bunch or okay. anything like that. Okay. Yeah, I give him credit. I didn't know maybe swinging on first pitches or or things like that. That's when I meant patience. That's what that's really kind of what I meant more than anything else is, you know. Yeah, I don't think you saw a lot of that yesterday. Okay. All right. Uh, Six fifty three mm-hmm. this morning here uh, on the morning drive. Uh, this seems like we have to have home runs to win. Do you share that opinion? Um, it's a major part of our offense. There's no question, no question. And you don't usually win without hitting home runs. Um, obviously you, you won on Friday, um, and you didn't hit a home run in that game, but, uh, yeah, for the most part, for the most part, it's, it's, it's massive part of what you're doing and you want to be a team that can score in a bunch of different ways and be able to play small ball at times when you need to. And that's maybe something the red Raiders will have to do today. We'll see how, how the wind is blowing out, whether or not it is. I mean, you just – you haven't won a lot of games this year, low-scoring games. You just you just haven't. As a matter of fact, you've won, you've won two games all of this season when you scored uh, five runs or less. Uh, so um, – and, and you did it two more times in, in this regional so far. So um, you, you, you got to be able to score runs. You got to figure it out whether – whether you're hitting the ball at the ballpark or you're finding guys on base and you're driving them in. All right, to speak about what you just said about uh, balls and strikes, Florida threw 131 pitches last night. 94 of them were for strikes, 37 for balls. The Red Raiders threw 147 pitches, 75 for strikes, and 72 for balls. 
So not that you have to totally flip that, but probably need to be a little bit better than that on the ball to strike ratio, maybe closer to what Florida was. That was uh, that was impressive last night. That's a good point, Jamie. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have good morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. 7.30 this morning, we'll have Jamie's question of the day. We'll have Jamie's uh, commentary today with Jeff Haxton as the Red Raiders will play uh, for the right to play in a Super Regional today as it's um, do or die day uh, today for the Red Raiders and the Florida Gators for that matter. We'll have it for you at 10.30, uh, play-by-play at 11. Chuck, uh, Chris Need is going to deliver my uh, question of the day at 7.30. Yeah, he just uh, I mean, he just rudely yeah. walked right in front of the camera. I mean, the, <laughs> the fact that uh, I read on the chat line that it was the greatest morning drive show ever <laughs> and it made me want to bring Snead back. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard you guys had a lot of fun. We we had a little so, fun. We got maybe okay. we got maybe a little south of the border. Uh, so you got south of the border. <laughs> well, you did too. You yeah. got you did you well, did too. I, yeah, yeah, I got you, you, okay. you did well, too. YouTube. Uh, well, YouTube can start arguing again at seven thirty. Let me answer some of these questions on the chat line. Okay. Okay. He's going to answer some questions on the chat line here, Sneed. So okay. let the boss right, take me, over here. Sorry, boss. Okay. So, so a lot of people are questioning the decision to pitch. Uh, Jace Lopez yesterday. Same thing with Damian Bravo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me just tell you this. Okay. You, you, in case, you know, you were unaware. Okay. Brendan Gurton, uh, Andrew Devine, Bo Blessy are not on the roster. They are not here in Florida with the Red Raiders. Is that, okay? is that coach's decision or is that injury or is that combination thereof? I, I mean, do, do you have a lot of confidence in those guys right now? No, no, no. Okay. I just didn't know if you had other, other arms that you could use as, as opposed to them. Okay. So, I mean, who who are you going to, Chuck? Yeah. Are you going to run Brandon Beckel out there for three consecutive days? No, you can't. Ryan Free, pitched, Ryan Free threw a bunch of pitches the day before. Yeah. I mean, the problem with this team, one of the biggest issues with this team is you don't have depth in your pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's plain and simple. And you are having to ask guys, hey, man, we need you to step up. If we're going to get through this, if we're going to pull off the upset, we're going to beat the number two team in the key, in the country. Some guys have got to step up. And, you know, you've seen some of these starters and Kyle Robinson and Zane Petty step up. You've seen Josh Sanders be really good in his last two outings. It feels like he's starting to take a step in the right direction. Zach Erdman was a guy that you saw in the Big 12 tournament take a step forward. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lopez is a veteran guy. Okay. At some point, these guys, somebody, somebody has to step up. And, and again, you can't run Brandon Beckel out there every single day. Um, you know, e- Ethan Coombs was a guy maybe you, you could have gone to. Um, we've seen Ethan once this weekend, but, um, you know, so there's, I'm sure some second guessing going on about what they would have done. Now the Damian Bravo situation in the ninth inning is, is again, you're, you're down at that point four to one. I'm not saying you're giving up by any stretch of the imagination, but you're not going to waste one of your better arms that you could possibly have to use today mm-hmm. down by three in the ninth. You're just not going to do it. So it turns makes out sense, looking yeah. like a, a blowout at seven to one instead sure. of the close game that it was for the most part, mm-hmm. but you're not going to use one of your better arms there. The problem is with this team it's not the decisions made of who to use. It's that you haven't had 
pitchers, enough of them step up and pitch well this year. And so you're at a point last night where that reared its ugly head and that, who do you go to? Who's, who's going to step up. And again, um, you saw Bravo in that situation in, in the ninth looked like the moment was too big for him. Right. And so mm-hmm. in the situation where you're back in the sixth inning, you're going to a guy in, in Lopez that, um, I feel like because he's a veteran, you think, okay, maybe he's going to handle this situation a little bit better in, in a key moment. But, um, ultimately he, you know, he didn't. And so, um, I, I don't, I don't blame the decisions by the by the head coach or 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 i don't feel like in any way shape or form in the sixth inning you were like okay well let's just go win it tomorrow i don't think that was the decision at all i think the problem is you don't have enough options that you're confident in right now that's that's why it is and i mean i i don't the the brendan girton bo blessy thing i mean brendan girton was expected to be your ace i mean he was expected to be your ace Bo Blessy was the story of the offseason. I mean, throwing 96 to 98, and he was going to be a weekend just shut down guy. And whenever the story is finished being written about the 2023 Red Raiders, the fact that two of your studs have given you, gave you almost nothing. I don't want to say nothing, but almost nothing. Um, you're almost lucky to be in the situation that you're in right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it's not, it's not about coaches' decisions. It's about certain pitchers have not developed, certain pitchers have not stepped up, have not progressed in the right direction, and you know those three guys that are three veterans for you that you expected to be big, and they don't they don't even make the travel roster in the postseason. That's just uh, it's just I don't know. Sad is a word I would like to use. Yeah, and shocking really how far they fell. A uh, couple yeah. couple. Things that people have brought up here just in the in the last few moments. One is um, just the the number of pitches that that our starters go versus say Texas. Um, is that a is that a philosophy uh, more so for for Texas Tech? Uh, and just because the, here's the question: Why are the leashes so short on our starters? UT let their guy throw 130 pitches. We never go past 80 max. Uh, a couple of different things there. I mean, I think first and foremost, uh, uh, Tim Tadlock would tell you that he um, wants to make sure that he's not hurting arms mm-hmm. um, for these guys who have professional careers in front of them, and he wants to make sure they're healthy. Uh, number two, he likes to keep the pitch counts down so they're healthy and rested for the postseason and ready to go. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, you know, at this point, you're not necessarily doing that. You're not worried about that, but you're more worried about, Hey, I don't want to overextend a guy, but in the, in the situation with Zane Petty last night, if you go over the course of the season with Zane, you saw Zane have, you know, stretches where he would go three innings and look terrific. And then it would start to fall apart in the next inning and it would implode big time. Okay. And so in that moment last night, so he gives up, gives up the single to lead off the inning. Is that correct? Is I, that I, was I, a single? I, I believe you're right. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a high chopper, and they, yes, yes, to the second base. To the second the guy baseman. beats it out. Yeah, and he beats it out, and then he gives up the ball to center field that Harrelson loses in the sky, and it's you know, and the crowd is just intense and it's mm-hmm. loud and it's second and third with nobody out. And I think Coach Tadlock and Coach Gardner are looking back at how it's gone for Zane 
and these kind of moments where it just blows up in a hurry. And I think that's why they said we're making the move right now to the bullpen. He was a little unlucky there because, boy, if that ball bounces just a little bit better, you know, Green's able to get it at second. Oh, it could have. Could have been two outs. Yeah, right. Could have been, could have, could have been two outs. I mean, could. it should have been a catch in center field. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, just a barely an infield chopper that the guy beats out. So, yeah, it could have been two outs. Yeah. And, I, and I'm guessing the ball was hit high into the sky there. Um, it was – it was you could see – I mean, I was listening. You could hear, you know, Hacks, I think, initially thought that he was going to get it. And he's like circling, circling. And then, you know, then in watching it, it's, it was clear that he, he kind of lost it in the sky. So it must have been yeah. pretty high up there. Yeah. And all that kind of all that kind of stuff. So – uh, so, so what's your take uh, since you're since you're going to leave us here in just a few minutes and get ready for the uh, fine radio broadcast uh, today? What's your what's your what's your key to the game today, Jamie? Oh man, it would be nice to get out to an early lead somehow and and quiet their crowd because uh, you know that they're going to be uh, really into it. And whoever you run out there to start most likely is going to be a young guy for the Red Raiders, and so. You know, if you can quiet the crowd a little bit and, and get the Red Raiders feeling good and maybe put a little pressure on the on the Gators who, you know, are feeling a, a little bit because they're hosting their own regional and they sure. don't want to get beat at home in their own regional, that, that, that could probably go a long ways. All right, we'll have uh, Jamie and Jeff this morning at 1030 from Gainesville, play-by-play at 11 today. So make sure that uh, you're by your radio today on Double T 97.3 and you can uh, – Hear it here uh, this morning. Again, the broadcast at 10.30, play-by-play at 11. All right, stay away from the Gators, Jamie. We need you at 11 and uh, at 10.32, okay? Sounds good. All right, so Chris will have Jamie's question of the day next this morning on The Morning Drive. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. So Jamie got us through uh, an hour and a half, about uh, about five innings. So uh, I don't know, are you going to close this thing out too? Um, <laughs> are going to give I'm up? be more like Beckham and less like <laughs> Jace Lopez. <laughs> okay. What's your question What's for that? me? We'll Not find harsh. out. Yeah. Uh, check. Um, and... Uh, Jeff, if Texas Tech wins today, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a simple, straightforward question, who will be the most important player on the field? Texas Tech wins today. Who will be the most important player on the field? Uh, I, I guess I, I just look at it as it's, it's got to be somebody offensively, either Kevin Bazell Zach Bulatich, Gavin Cash, or um, Nolan Hester. I'm going to say Kevin Bazell because at some point in time, defense is going to play a factor on the infield, especially some of those smashes on the on the left side, and and you're going to need him uh, to come through with a, a key a key at bat or two. So I'm going to say Kevin Bazell. Jeff, trick question. I can't answer this. His name hasn't been announced yet. And that would be your starting pitcher today for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. If the ballpark plays like it has played the last couple of days with the wind blowing in and a very humid day in Florida because, you know, it's Florida and that's what it means. Uh-huh. That means you're going to have to keep your runs down. Uh-huh. And your bullpen, not fantastically good all season long. 
So I I can't answer your question only because Tim Tadlock hasn't told me who it is yet. But uh, go that, those pitcher. are both fair answers. I, I I tend to say you know the most important guy today will be Nolan Hester, and I think um, I'm I'm going to lean more towards what Chuck um, said, and that this game is going to be an offensive one. Um, on Friday, someone said, you know, after I said we'd go one and two, they said, well, how do we win this deal? And I said, you win it one of two ways. You either go three and zero, oh, or you win it in in four. Um, there was no way to lose the first game and come back and, and win it. Um, and I said, if you if you win it in four, that means it's win win loss win, and um, and that's the path we're on right now. And I was talking to I was talking to my buddy um, as I was watching the game. Wayne, was, were you talking Wayne? to Wayne? It was Wayne. Yeah. Talking to Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you have a limited number of friends that you talk to, so. Wow, Wayne's you just told me I'm a, I'm a loner. Is that what you're calling me? <laughs> no, I just you're you're a guy that has a lot of acquaintances and few people that you have deep conversations with. And Wayne is one of those guys. Okay, well we were talking. Am I right about that? You're you're absolutely correct, Chuck okay. Hines. Uh, we were uh, we were talking about this, and I said the sad thing about the way baseball is played in college is that. It's so compact, it's so pressed into each other that you work all season to get yourself in a position where you can host, be good, be in, and no matter what you do throughout the season, you had the possibility of your season coming down to a guy you barely counted on all year. But that's that's baseball, though. I mean, it's it's baseball in college. You know, people complain about, oh gosh, it takes two weeks to play the World Series. Well, they do that. So that you don't have the the issues that you have in the regionals, the the regionals the only one where you really have that that real problem, because the super regionals it's, it's basically a three game series, and the college world series is so spread out you can do it with three starters. But the 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 regional itself, if you get into a position where you're playing game seven, you know they're on their fifth starter, and we'll be on our fourth, and. As, as they were going over the list of guys that are potentials for these guys mm-hmm. for, for Florida, they just don't have a whole lot of arms that are, you know, they're just like us. And we're, I mean, being that we're down to starter uh, with Trenton being not, not there, we're essentially at the same point throwing a Wednesday guy. Sure. Yeah. And so I'm looking for a 15 to 13 type game today. Are you really? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I said it, I said it Friday. If you, it's going to be a you know win win loss win, and the win is going to be a fifteen to thirteen type game, and that's exactly what I'm expecting today. Well, if it's a high scoring game, I mean, I like our chances. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm thinking that because you know they're not throwing anybody, they're going to be doing the same thing we're doing. This is going to be Johnny Allstaff with them too, mm-hmm. you know, and and we'll see if if their Johnny Allstaff is better than our Jonathan Holstaff. Jonathan Holstaff. Okay. Yeah, but um, it kind of sounds I, I like Holstaff. That's why I say they can't have the same name. I will always be well, the same guys pitching. Well, they got Johnny Allstaff, and we have Jonathan Holstaff. I kind of like Johnny Allstaff better than Jonathan. Although Jonathan Jonathan Holstaff is more of a crafty left-hander. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, I think this is going to be a, um, a, a very offensive game today, mm-hmm. um, and that that calls for traffic, uh, tra- traffic on the base pass, and that means Nolan Hester needs to set a lot of tapes. So that also tells me that. That somebody's got to play. Somebody's got to make some defensive plays that maybe are a little abnormal. Did you did you think not abnormal, but just maybe spectacular or maybe above average? 
Did you think last night in the six after they, they uh, pulled off that double play, were you feeling pretty high after that? I turned away and said, if you get out of this, giving up one run, that is a win. That is a win. Should they have walked? Uh, Caglione? Caglione, yeah. I mean, Caglione, I think is how you say it. Caglione? Caglione, I think. I, I, think, I think that's right. I, I think it's Caglione. Okay. I don't care. Okay. These guys rakes. Um, the first thought in my mind was, it's put him on, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's that's why Tim Tadlock gets paid a lot of money to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy for us. Would to you have walked him? It crossed my mind. It, I mean, it crossed it, Jamie's it, mind right away because he it, brought it, it up. It crossed my mind, and you know, there was a couple of times when I said, "Walk this guy, get a you know, you had a base open with two outs," mm-hmm. and I said, "Walk that guy," but Caglione was the next guy up, and I was mm-hmm. like, uh, "Yeah, you know, walk that guy to get to Caglione." But of course, you kind of controlled his bat with the exception of the one hit he got. You kind of it was a big hit. I mean, it's a big hit. Is I mean, it, it reignited him. It was well. It was just a. It was just a location miss. And then just, the throwing air that didn't help. That didn't help anything. Uh, that's one of those you just kind of put in your pocket, right? Yeah, there. that's I mean, exactly. That's exactly Bizzell. what. Hank, I mean, because just trying to make it a play. He's got a big arm. He can get it there. He's you know, it's the kind of guy that, that can make that play. Mm-hmm. And if you make that play, that's a Sports Center highlight right there. The Sports Center highlight was the. Was the uh, <laughs> was that a top ten play? I don't know. I don't was know. On, I did not. I did not. If see. it wasn't, I'd be surprised. I, I, that's a great. It play. had had to be because that double play was. I mean, you you won't. You got to watch a lot of baseball to see something. Yeah. See something like that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and the the fact was, the last time we saw Bazell throw home, he he kind of short armed it and and um, you and know there was a, one in and and that cost them a run, but the fact that we got the the throw home. The play, the tag, and then catch the other runner hung up, get him in the rundown, and then and then get another. I mean, the number of of good things that had to happen on that play to get two outs. But here's the other thing with with two outs in that inning. This is after Caglione singles. Mm-hmm. There's a wild pitch that advances him to second. Yeah, that's... and then there's and then there's the Rivera single uh, to third, and then he advances to second on the throwing air. By Bazell, and that allows Caglione to score. Caglione yeah. to score, and then you have, and then you have a walk, and then you have a walk, and then you have a single, and then it's you know four nothing. Off. Wheels are off, yeah. right? Wheels are off. So um, I don't know. I, I would still say. I mean, if we'd have been sitting here at seven forty on Friday saying, "Hey, Monday, you're going to play for a super regional," we'd all taken that. Heck yeah! You know, I mean, I mean. I mean, I, I I know I said that we would lose to to UConn, mm-hmm. and you know, I, and I I just I just felt that you know I just I didn't have a great feeling about what mm-hmm. we were getting ready to do. What's I, your feeling today? You feel 15, uh, fifteen to thirteen. Fifteen to thirteen. I mean, and and I think this is I think we're in in for a fifteen to thirteen game, and it's wow. going to be I think there's going to be ups and downs, and we're going to be highs and lows, and and we're going to be pulling our hair out, and we're going to be. We're going to be yelling at the top of our lungs, screaming. Highs and lows is the next show. Oh, uh, just uh, joined. So sorry if you all discussed who will start on the mound for Texas Tech today. Uh, undetermined. Undetermined, but I mean. Tabor Fast. Tabor Fast is the one guy who has started that hasn't thrown it all this weekend. Yeah. So he would he would seem to be the guy. Um, so we'll see. 740, boom, boom, boom is next. Chris is in for Jamie for the rest of the day today. So thank you for being with us. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to double T 97, com for that. 
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Not a uh, regular staple, but in the rotation, because we're often told that we are wrong, but we are intentionally uh, trying to say something and then say, tell me I'm wrong. And Jeff McGuire has a hot opinion. I don't know how hot this opinion is, okay. but uh, I do want someone out there to tell me I'm wrong because I don't think I am here. And like, I, this might be one of those things I'll die on this hill. Oh, okay. I might not die alone, but I might die on this hill. Okay. Major League Baseball All-Star voting has started. All right. And under normal years, I want the stars to play in the All-Star game. That is what it is, in fact, for. <laughs> <laughs> However, when you look at one particular position in Major League Baseball, specifically in the American League. In the West? Well, in the entire American League okay. in general. There's one position that I don't want a star. It's this one position I want the guy that has earned it this year. And that is third base for the Texas Rangers, Josh Young, should be your Major League Baseball all-star starter at third. And without just saying this with our Homer glasses on, and we all have them, they are well-earned when it comes to Mr. Young. First in the American, first in baseball in runs scored. First at third base in hits in Major League Baseball with 64. He is fourth overall in baseball with home runs with 12 of them, which is, by the way, second in the American League. He is tied for third in all of baseball with RBI at 38, second most in the American League. His average is second overall in baseball with 294 and first in the American League. And he's a rookie, so you think, okay, well, he's probably committed a bunch of errors, right, at third base. It's the hot corner. It's a tough position to play. Mm-hmm. He's had three this year at third. So who's his chief contender, do you think? Well, that's where we get into the next two guys that I bring up. <laughs> okay. Bregman would probably be a quality candidate mm-hmm. at third for being the star, the name everybody knows. Mm-hmm. He has eight fewer runs scored, seven fewer hits, four fewer homers, is batting 38 points less has two fewer RBIs and an extra error to his credit. Uh, Red Sox uh, third baseman Raphael Devers has 12 less hits, 11, excuse, 12 less runs, 11 less hits. One more home run this year is batting 53 points lower than Josh, has 11 more RBI total, and has two more errors at third. Somebody asked her, these are rookie rankings. No, these are no, major, these these are major are, league. I didn't these are major say league, Right. These are major league, ba- these are major baseball, league rankings. baseball Yeah. So, we, gentlemen. We don't have the, uh, do we have any results yet of the all-star voting? No, it just started. Yeah, it, I know. Literally started last week. We'll probably right. get them tomorrow if I had to guess. Right. Pretty so quick. Start, so I'm just, I'm just wondering if you're, if you've, if you've bought property for an outrage factory that doesn't need to be bought. Oh, I got a feeling it's going to be bought because he is a rookie. That we have heard of it's 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 kind of unheard of for a rookie to start in the All Star game. No, but I, I don't disagree. It's it's it's, it's hard. but Bre- Bregman will be the guy that ha- that probably is on name recognition. On name recognition. If if you're sitting there in in Milwaukee right. and you're voting for the All Star game and you're because you, you get to vote for National League and American League, 
you're gonna look over there. Oh, who's this Josh Josh Jung guy? You know, that's I mean. Do no. you do you like that they can vote that you can vote five times per day? Yes. You, okay. Hey, Red Raider fans, we're pretty good at voting online. Yeah. Let's would, get after it. Yeah. Because Josh Young deserves to be the All Star. I voted favorite. five times the first time mm-hmm. I voted, and then I only voted one time the next time. It is kind of a pain. So, am I wrong? Should Josh Young be your All Star, ba- your All Star third baseman starter? For the American League, by statistics, I mean he's in how, the conversation. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. How good was Bregman's year last year? Because sometimes ask, I mean, he was how one good of the was Bregman with or without year. the trash cans? I, I guess my my point my my point is is that sometimes that All Star year is basically a reward for the previous year, and sometimes sometimes it's a, sometimes it's a reward for a very hot first start of the season. No, no yeah. doubt, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, do I think Josh is going to be on the roster? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. The question is, how close to being a I mean, starter will he be? Now, if, if Josh was doing this and his team was languishing in fourth place mm-hmm. 20 be, games out, be kind of different. Yeah. It, I don't think he'd get on the roster. But the, the fact of the matter is, he's he's the starting third baseman on a first-place team that's winning it by you know by three and a half games. And, and I, be, I believe his run total, while first at third base with 42, is fourth on mm-hmm. the Rangers. Yeah. Like, that's how good the Rangers offense has mm-hmm. been. But he's been a big part of it. Yeah. I would I would suspect there'll be I mean, quite a few Rangers on the I'm just uh I'll I'm gonna hold off issuing a construction permit for his uh outreach factory, uh, but I don't I don't I hope he's wrong. I hope I, I hope th- you're wrong that, that it's a problem. Yeah. He's not crazy. You're not crazy. And we understand that you have been tested. 821 this many, morning many here times. in the morning. God. Jeez. Well, have you been tested? For crazy? Yeah. I mean, maybe I should be. Maybe. I mean, I know people that think I am. Yeah. Uh, this from Thomas the Train. Seemed like Tadlock and crew were content to give last night's game away with all the tweaks that weren't really needed. I don't know about that. I think I think it was a careful... Um, I think they were careful... And um, you reach a point in time, though, last night where when you only have three outs left and it's like, OK, on, on one hand, you're like, OK, what what are the odds of coming back? And then the other thing is, can we can we see if a guy can get us out of the ninth without too much damage? And well, that wasn't the case. Here's one thing I'd, Bravo had four walks. One thing I do think that they did last night. They uh, I think they took a, a hard look at uh, um, when they brought in. Uh, their closer in the eighth, um, uh, Neely, Brandon Neely. Yeah, I th- I think that their their goal was to run his pitch count up, mm-hmm. to make sure that he wasn't available for today, or or be, would be limited in his very build. limited to today. Yeah, I mean because that's he threw ten in the first game against FAMU. No, not against uh, UConn. He threw thirty eight pitches last night. Yeah, he threw thirty eight, faced eight batters. So they made yeah, him, I think they made him work. Yeah, that was. I think that goal was to get his pitch count up, mm-hmm. and I think that um, you know at one point when he gave up the hit uh, to Woodcox, I, I you could see O'Sullivan was was pretty ticked off. I think because he was wanting him to go right at hitters, and um, I think he was trying to get him in and out of that inning with as few pitches thrown as possible because I think he wants to have him available for today also. 
Somebody says this, can Molina throw 20 pitches today? I think he'd probably throw 30. Um, I think he's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not his pitching coach, but it, you're running up on a regular bullpen day from his start. So um, I think he'd be available for an inning, um, you know, if you put him out there for what would be his normal bullpen day. But you think it's going to be a high-scoring affair today? I think it's going to be like 15-13. Because I, I, you're, you're either at the bottom of what you guys have, you guys, of Texas Tech has, and they're at the bottom of what they have. Um, they're, they're available guys today. Um, I'm thinking, looking at what they have available to them, a guy named Tyler Nesbitt, uh, 1 0 with 295 ERA, 21 innings, um, got three starts. I think that's, I mean, I don't know for who they're going to start, but that's guys that looks like the li- likely guy to start for them. Mm-hmm. They got another guy named Yoel Tejada. Um, Eight and six with a uh, no, sorry. Um, he's uh, two and zero oh, uh, with a five fifty six ERA, um, and then you're uh, the other guy, Philip Abner, and they, uh, I think another guy named Blake Purnell. Um, those guys are like our guys. That's the bottom of what they've got. Um, so we're in a little bit better shape because they have thrown one extra game more than us, but they only used two pitchers in that extra game. Um, so, um, we could be equal on pitching, but maybe the retirees too will be tired of going to baseball games over the last couple of days and they'll, uh, did you, was you, did you see the crowd last night? It was disappointing. It was, I mean, you know, it took, I mean, first of all, they were quiet until they got the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but second, maybe they're I mean, just not used to sitting through two the, games. The fact of the matter is that, well, heck, even in their, in the, the day game, you know, you're you're playing in the loser's bracket for your life here. And they've got a half-empty stadium. And that was one of O'Sullivan's biggest issues with his fan base when they got their new stadium. He was like, we're getting ready to build you guys a new stadium, and you guys barely come to the old. They would, they would play regionals in front of nobody. Nobody. And now they're just, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'll be interested to see what their crowd's like at, at noon today. Me too. All right. 825 this morning on the morning drive. We'll review... Upon further review, next, how do you think you did? Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. Got some right and got some wrong. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.